Well, like a house, the best place to show your friends, get your game of goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight. Join me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here on this week with absolutely no earth-shattering news that uh, will change video games for forever. Forever? Yeah. Wow, okay. Fair enough. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'll see you, Kieran Martin. Um, I wish I had the skill to both be at the buff. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I'm sick. Um, Keep on. I wish I had <laughs> <Keep on. laughs> the skill Take two. Take two. that was both attend an awards show and dunk on the death of one of my rivals at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Mm. It's uh, it's you know, it's a, it's an impressive, an impressive feat. Even though it is inspiring in one of my fondest memories, you know. I gotta be honest. Between uh, Jeff Keighley, like just shitting on the game, um, on E three, he didn't even like hide it, like yeah. And then Greg Miller just like owning every PC game of this week. <laughs> it's been a week of just people just all in on their bits on Twitter. It's just <laughs> like full all in. That's fine, but yeah. Uh, this week on the show, of course, we're talking about E3. It's cancelled for another year. Will it be back? We'll talk about it. <gasps> a surprise indie game has picked up the big award at the BAFTAs that just <gasps> happened. And uh, we got 10 minutes of tears or tears. I still don't know. Um, until the it's really still unconfirmed. Still unconfirmed. I know they've said it in the video, but I think it's still no, unconfirmed. I think it's confirmed as tears, th- even though tears no, sound I, way better. I think until Mr. Nintendo tells me off, I'm going to continue to say it's, it's but also at the, at the same time. You know, I preferred it when Johnson's baby shampoo was no tears, and you thought you could just pour it in a child's head, you know, in in their eyes. But no, it's no, it's no tears. That's a very weird connection to make off the Zelda game. But well, that's did fine. nobody else think it was no tears for Johnson's baby shampoo? Yes. Because that's what I always thought. But no, apparently it's no tears. Yeah. It's not going to rip any Who hair. Who thinks about tears for their hair? Am I right? I know, not until right? You're older. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh... Had no like, no major... tears spraying in your eyes. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Doesn't this doesn't work? Dylan was like, I'm gonna power on through to the show, and actually, like, no, we're swerving back into the bit. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, uh, yeah, we had no major reviews go up this week. Uh, I had uh, from any of us one review that we'll give a quick shout out for. About is... to say. I don't, yeah, it's a bit rude. Yeah. No, no major. No, no. I, I was saying for none of us. Except none of us are talking Jacob. about. Jacob. None of us are <laughs> talking about. Jacob put up a review for One Piece Odyssey. Uh, he gave it an 8.5. Uh, he said it took quite a while to beat, you know, because One Piece, the anime that has like 10 million episodes, and of course the game takes about 10 million hours to beat. Uh, but it yeah, makes he, you watch all 10,000 episodes as part of the game. Well, yeah. Including uh, fillers. Said, There's not even a skip filler option. It's kind of shit. Uh, he said, One Piece Odyssey will satisfy you if you're a One Piece uh, or a challenging RPG fan. There was always plenty for me to do, see, read, and explore. The battle mechanics were hard to master and add to the game. I really can't see what the team at Ilka uh, can come up with next. So Ilka did this. They previously sort of were in a mix for doing a lot of like ports and upgrades and stuff, including the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl thing, which they caught a bit of slack for. But um, yeah, this game, from what I can see, has got a lot of really good reviews, which is weird because these anime games usually do like at best mediocre, I feel. But this One Piece Odyssey one seems to be a, a winner for most people because it does this whole, like he talks about in a review, it does this weird thing where it's so it covers like four arcs from the anime, but then they're like introduce some character that's like, hey, you know, like magical reasons, you just won't remember this stuff. So then like they cover the same beats as the anime, but an explanation why you can sort of make choices that aren't seen in the anime while still having it be canon i guess yeah so 
I know. Which one of you nerds watch One Piece? Surely one of you is. I've attempted to watch One Piece, but same. I don't think it's aged that well. And I've—I think I'm like 140 episodes in, and uh, people are like, "Man, after this one arc, it gets pretty." Oh, good. I've I'm tried, like, but I'm, I'm 140 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I've tried to give it a go. You know what? No, no, no. This is how bad it is, and how much I was trying to get through One Piece. It's like seven. I was hours. watching. I was watching that dubbed. Like I yeah. was like playing games and watching it dubbed on the other screen because I was like, I just need to get through this shit. Kieran, don't bother. Don't don't even try. Just wait till the uh, Netflix adaptation later this year. That's Ooh. the good. Sh- that's gonna be the good shit. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. They nailed it with Cowboy Bebop. They're gonna nail it with that one piece. They nailed Death Note as well, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. they and nailed both their coffins. Is what they did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, big news the casting, at least. <laughs> Press start. After publishers such as Microsoft and Ubisoft concerned that they would not be attending E3 2023, IGN has confirmed with several ESA members that E3 2023 has officially been cancelled. The cancellation email reads that two, the 2023, yeah, 2023 version, quote, simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry, end quote. Uh, and then you have, they've also provided a full statement provided by Repop to iGen that says, uh, this was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen, but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. We appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made being at E3 this summer an obstacle they couldn't overcome. For those that did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from Repop's event experiences. Uh, and then press start continues. E3 was already facing a decline prior to COVID, with PlayStation pulling out in a year earlier, and Nintendo confirmed that they wouldn't return. With Microsoft and Ubisoft pulling out this year, among other publishers, it was pretty clear there was no forward, uh, no way forward for a return. So, yeah, I'll get my take out of the way, just so instead of so we can just bounce around on that. Uh, not surprising. I don't feel like this news shocked anyone in particular. So that's one thing. It's not something I in particular celebrate because it's like, and it just feels weird <laughs> to be like, fuck you. Like, I know E3, there was that one year they fucked up and like the company running at the time leaked everyone's details. And that's like yep. sort of this black cloud that hangs over their, their shoulders. However, Repot was going to be running it this year. It was going to be someone different. So they're the same people that run PAX. Um, I think the the they must have looked at the numbers and thought that the what they could put on worst case what they could put on was still so bad because even canceling the event now they lose whatever they paid for the the venue like the holding yep. cost or whatever and it's that's going to have been a lot of money so they weighed it up and did all that sort of thing um, and just as a and I, I like I don't really care if E3 exists or not. What I do care about is the celebration of uh, physical events dying. I guess is what is is my like sort of thing. Do I care if E3 comes or goes? Not really. Do I find it weird that we consistently celebrate when physical events die out and people continue to be like, yeah, I just want all these streams. I want all these streams. I just want these streams. You know, like where everyone can just do their own showcases. I think that's weird to celebrate um because that's just that's just odd to me like it's in a world where we can is have it more though, of it no no is really. it odd that these people would be like <laughs> i don't really care as long as it, i can 
get the stuff that I want the way I want it. Because in in my mind, it's you're celebrating the idea that publishers can you would rather have all the information funneled to you via their events where they can have everything pristine and perfect and whatever else compared to a world which we did have previously where E3 happened. You got that for three days. You got the showcase, you got their presentations, everything. You got to see the word come out of E3 EA's mouth about all this stuff. Half of it was bullshit. Some of it was true. Who knows? But then you had people on the floor and you had people playing the games going, hey, behind closed doors or not, they were saying, this game, it looked great in that trailer. It sucks. Or people, you know, this game, they I got to see gameplay. You've only got a CGI trailer at the, the Ubisoft press conference, but I've played it played it and this thing looks amazing you know so it's the we lose that uh, that voice is the is the thing that sort of yeah so it's not uh, yeah i find it weird it's not surprising e3's dead it died years ago none of that's surprising but yeah i I don't know kieran hit me with your uh your thoughts on this whole this whole situation um i have a couple of results i thought it was really nice today on social media there was a lot of positivity coming out of this in terms of people sharing their memories of e3 and sharing things that they're grateful for the E3 convention and the original conferences. Um, I touched on it in the intro. I actually thought it was really... Um, bad taste? I don't know. I think it was really bad taste by Jeff Keighley. Not only did he his initial tweet where he shared a picture of him and a Duke Dukem cosplayer um, being like, hey... E3 is such a great thing, and I'm so fond memories of it. But at the same time, I've started to build. I started to build another show when I realized that E3 wasn't evolving with the culture and stuff. Quote: Here's me, 15 year old, at first ever E3 in 1995. E3 meant so much to me, and to so many of you too. Four years ago, I realized E3 wasn't evolving as it needed to complete in a global digital world. Uh, So we started building what's next. See at Summer Games Fest June 8th. And then he doubled down again and then did another tweet um, that was just a direct um, promotional tweet for Summer Games. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, before all of this, as soon as the news came out from IGN this morning when I was getting ready for work, he straight away just, like, tweeted something about, hey, Summer Game Fest is back. Like, yeah. like pretty much straight true. away, like, it, just jumped on the grave. The- <laughs> It's no matter what, from from the point of view of him, is you 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 know you're out of this on a positive anyway because you you've kind of moved out your competition. Yes, just let E three have the day to be cancelled and people to kind of not so much mourn it, but be you know, but reminisce about E three and and then talk about your summer games first in a couple of days. Come out in a couple of days time and be like, could have come in Monday and like, yeah, could have given summer it the weekend. Some games what we're first. doing. Bam, 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 like, bam, hey, bam. Sorry, also be like, hey, any game developers that were originally only planning to show at E3, chat to me. I'll see how we can get you involved with Summer Games Fest so you can still be promoted and looked after during that time. Even if, you know, there was not that much that was going to be at E3, still looks like good guy Jeff. Now he just looks like a bit of a dickhead. Um, mm. it depends on your uh, point of view. There are definitely people like, yeah, <sighs> Jeff. Yeah, that's kill that old man. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, refer to E three as an old man. Like yeah. that's the yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, 
but as a whole, I think I'm on the uh, I I guess I'm middling ground to you, Dil, where I think it sucks that E3 is going and we're not getting that point of view. But I think in the last three years where E3 hasn't been the focal point, gaming in terms of communication with developers, publishers, and the audiences has been at an all-time high. You know, I, I it's it's crazy. Nintendo used to be this, like, nocturnal beast that would, like, rock up every now and then and be like, yo, games are coming, here's everything. Now Nintendo, uh, what, even if some of them are full of crap and then nothing, are releasing, you know, monthly showcases. Um, we see from developers more time. Sure, I'm going to miss... The, like the PlayStation events when they were massive, um, when they were really big events and they had massive trailers and massive announcements and cool performances. Um, of course, I'm going to miss those. I don't necessarily need people there to be like, hey, this game sucks. It sucks great. Because I think sometimes that curbs too many people's impressions and, and kind of hampers games in ways that they don't need to be. But also at the same time, you know, um, we get more events like um, Jedi Survivor just had a big event where it had multi um, play-ins for press all around the world. I saw people from America, Australia, the UK all playing that game roughly on the same day at events so they could talk about it on their websites. Um, I think in a lot of ways... So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, damn. Uh, Star Wars super fan James Woods, I saw. Yeah, yeah. He's there. never said mm. a bad word about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Star Wars apologist, James yeah. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were on the invite list and then they saw we had a show no. called The Mandalorians and they were like, no. let's date some of them weird Star I knew, Wars I knew, I knew it was a big trip for James the second he, like, I looked at his Twitter that night and he's like, The Mandalorian is the best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> Man, John Favreau could do no wrong. Yeah, do no wrong in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i think there's uh yeah there's a mixed bag to come out of this announcement not all good but definitely not all bad also it should yeah, just get- stay dead don't go back e3 sorry i guess my thing is like so you're saying like it's uh you know i like getting nintendo directs but when is nintendo at an event where the public can play their stuff anymore if mm. if it yeah this is my this is my thing. Like, there, there's something that t- to be said at least. Like, in in a world where E3 happened, in a world where Nintendo went there, and I'm saying like they weren't coming this year anyway. But like in a world where E3 still turned up to Nintendo, uh, it, no, Nintendo still turned up to E3, and they do their treehouse thing after the E3, and the public's able to go there and play something and talk about it and stuff. There's just there's something about that. Like, it's just like this whole we're getting everything funneled through just 10 minute we're gonna talk about zelda direct after a little bit later you know like 10 minutes gameplay footage but is you know no one gets to play games anymore is that how we is that the is that the thing we just we just watch trailers (laughs) um am i celebrating that when you get you play games when you get the game you know and more demos i feel like i feel like we're going to get more maybe not from nintendo but i feel things like the uh, the steam next fest 
and events like that are just going to become more common and more people available to play these games and these demos. We just had the, uh, there was the Resident Evil 4 remake demo prior to its release. I think we're just going to go back a little, it feels like we're going backwards in some ways, but I feel like the public is going to get more hands-on with demos that they weren't going to get access to and only a small amount of people were going to get access to with in E3. Yeah. I mean, if they do more stuff at Steam Next Fest, that sort of helps. There's still an aspect that of an old digital world that I can't... Like, more Next Fest stuff meets me in the middle, but there's still an element of, like, actually talk, Like, playing... You know, when you play an indie game at PAX and the developer's there and they can watch people play, you can talk to the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Like, there's an element of this, let's celebrate the old digital future. Let's celebrate a world where all these events just die off. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, not really. Not really. Like, I, I, I'd like to be able to still talk to people and play the games and discuss them with them. And, and it's like, oh, we're, we're talking about E3 dying deal. We're not talking about PAX. I'm like, yeah, we're not talking about PAX now. No, not yet. Not yet. Just saying. Like, PAX if you just want to keep saying that though. these events should die, like, it's a slow decline. Is, like, I think PAX is different, though, because PAX is built for the audience that are attending. When E3 wasn't really ever built for its attending audience. No, E3 was well, it was. For... It was. It was built for the attending audience. It's just the attending audience changed over the its journey. Uh, obviously, starting off as a direct, you know, direct to purchases event, yeah, an yeah. industry event, and then you know, outsiders desperately wanted to be involved. And um, yeah, I mean, it's intru- It's interesting. It feel definitely feels like they just didn't pivot up quick enough, uh, especially this year when. Uh, you know, there are rumors that they didn't communicate exactly what they were going to do. Uh, with past years, we've seen crazy things with like seven stages all over the floor, and there's going to be like yeah. live streams of all these people doing crazy things. There's going to be a bunch of celebrities all over the place. Um, it, yeah, then, I can't then, remember what company was going to do that before it fell apart. Yeah, the, it, there was never like a clear message um, or widespread message to everybody exactly what they wanted to do. Um, I mean, yeah, it's disappointing that obviously it is cancelled. I mean, it is sort of this weird highlight of the year, even though it's not, there won't be an E3. I'm sure we'll still call the period that it would be there, E3, um, or not E3, as we've called it in the past couple of years. Uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, especially as someone who grew up and, like, watched a Watching lot of the it. coverage that happened yeah. out of E3, uh, read, like, just listened to different podcasts and, like, people finding games new games every single day to try out and discover and love and that kind of stuff. Um, I, you can't really replicate that online. I don't think um, in the same way. No. Um, you go to have lunch and someone's like, Oh my God, have you played what's my call over at this place? No, I haven't. You should go there afterwards. Like there's yeah. not that. That's the, th- yeah, there's just. And from media experts who know their shit, you know, not just yeah. us random dudes. Um, I know my shit. Talk for yourself. Talk about yourself. Talk for yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that. That's also a part of it. You know, it would have been cool for us to go to E three at some point. I mean, that would have been. Like I mean, a- that's I. I for years that was always yeah, my. That's like a- when I was a when I was a teenager, it was like one of my dreams. Wishlist. Yeah, w- like wishlist. Top of wishlist was like I want to go to E three one day, more than Disneyland. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, obviously E three is kind of taking hits with like different people, like mainly PlayStation, Nintendo, dropping out the last few years mm. before COVID um, and not being involved and having their showcases and stuff. 
Um, but you know, I think there's still hope for an E3 again, but it's not. It's just has to not be the same. It has to essentially be PAX LA. <laughs> That's the only way it can survive. You know, well, I guess- E3 itself in a name has got enough recognition that it could prove useful in the same way that I don't think a Telltale to. is worth the name Telltale is worth sustaining. Yeah. I don't even think E3 has the name worth it sustaining anymore. I think this year is the proof of that. Right? Like if E3 alone was enough then I I don't think it you know I don't, I don't think until, it, yeah. it like I said you have to completely pivot. From what I understood uh, uh, from like some I wanted the the business developers. They were like half the expo hall is going to be like strictly for business people and doing business deals and that kind of stuff, and the other half will be like an expo hall. Um, and if that's there's how, that's no, not ex- much, that's how E three always was, though. Yeah, fair. but uh, yeah. yeah, but if there's not going to be any industry people there, I mean, there's no point. There's no point. No paying for that. So I mean, um, and there was people the the memes I was seeing leaning up today was people being like, oh. E3 is going to be like mobile games, a bunch of AI developers, and a couple kind of double A games here and there, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, Embracer. It wasn't going yeah. to be anything big. <laughs> yeah. And, and Embracer Con. I actually think, do you think that year that E3 took off because of pandemic stuff, mm. I think that's what killed E3. I mean, Realistically, to a degree. Like when, when people. It, it miss it went missing for a year, and people were like, "We can survive about this." Like, yeah, because yeah. it it made developers and publishers realize, okay, we've got other channels that we can use to get to our audiences. We don't have yeah. to go to E three to get to yeah, our. As audience much as Jeff anymore. wants to be like, "Oh, four years ago I realized this," blah 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 blah. No, Jeff, COVID happened, and you decided to do summer game fest. Like, yeah, you know. Oh, a- he quit E three though. You know, so yeah. he did. Technically, see the writing of all. Yeah, but yeah. still. Um, question of the show then is: Is E three dead, Kieran? Is this it? Yes, I hope so. I don't, I don't, I just don't think. As I called, you know, actually bringing up Telltale is the perfect one. I am forever calling Telltale the company that's wearing Telltale as a skin suit. You know, I'm forever just referencing them until maybe until they do something that's worth the Telltale name. And I think that's a really big ask because I think even Telltale at the end of its time wasn't very Telltale. Um, but I, I don't. I think I think it's it's past its time, its expiration date, and now it's moving on to Summer Games Fest or to other events, to PAX doing something or another organizer finding a way to to move forward and proceed with that. Um, with that that position, I, I just yeah, I don't see E three coming back. Ash, I definitely think there's the potential there. You know, that's not the question. I think they will be back at, in okay. some form. E three will happen again. <laughs> you know, whether it is them complete, like I said, read just it's Pax LA just with the E three name, um, or Microsoft comes in and buys it and they have the, have the whole expo. Uh, no, nah, or- Sony will fight that. You know, <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, no, it's the, so hard. You know, <laughs> they won't. No, they won't. They'll, they'll bring back. Us- <laughs> that will make them bring back PSX. That's what. 
No, that'll be the straw that breaks no. the camel's back. No, because um, they'll be like, Sony be like, no, but we want to go to E3 now, even though we haven't been for a while. But if Microsoft owns it, they won't give us as much time as they'll have on their stages. Probably. Probably. I mean, the deal's so small. 100%. I don't think they'll have really anything to combat it with. <laughs> uh, <I don't. laughs> you know? <laughs> like a couple of coupons and they can buy that E3 name. Um, yeah, I mean, they just need to go back to basics, like probably go super indie, maybe the next time they come around. Um, you know? Like like the PlayStation. You know? PlayStation 4, 3, 4, Went super indie to start off with, nothing but new titles. Built their fan base on that, four. and then you know, four. then you can bring. I think, back all I think the what you're titles. talking about is four. Yes. Yeah. Three was built on Ridge Racer. Yeah. Okay. Four was so, yeah. built on. Hey, all these other third party games for the first yeah, year and a half exactly. of its fucking existence. Yeah. And then and then when it's cool enough, then you can bring back all the triple A's. Yeah, I, I I think it's done. I think this is it. I don't think E3 comes back. This was it coming back, right? Yeah. Like, this was its attempt at coming this, this back. This was supposed to be the return year, yeah. And so. and it didn't even make it to going to the show. Like, no. you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago with the, um, the game. I mean, if it didn't come back, it didn't come back. So there's still a chance for it to come back. It tried to come back and it fell over before it could even come back. It sprained its ankle, you know? It's... Uh, Normal you deal, you kind of... deal with loss and like <laughs> stuff, <laughs> stuff ending. <laughs> like, so hopeful. You just cannot accept not, something happened to you as a child. I don't know what the. Sounds <laughs> 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 like mentally. Got abandonment issues. Yeah, abandonment issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Summer Game Fest then. So, yeah. Here's what is happening for your non three e non e three period as of now. This will probably get added to um, see non e three e three name lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I'm just going to refer to it. That's as it's just summer game fest. Yeah. Uh, so you've got summer game fest on June. So I'm reading off the Verge. Uh, so they've got the American date. So probably it's the day after for us or whatever. But so they've got June eighth, Jeff Keighley summer game fest. So they write since 2020, summer game fest has taken E3's place. It's the industry's collective summer news blowout with reveals like the first gameplay trailer for Elden Ring. Uh, and with Naughty Dog standalone last month's multiplayer game in 2022, summer game fest is already teasing a look at the new Cyberpunk 2077 expansion this year and has promised that 2023 event will be its biggest ever. Um, Summer Game Fest 2023 will take place live in Los Angeles at the YouTube Theater. Then on June 11th, Microsoft's Xbox Game Showcase and Starfield Direct. The 2022 showcase was jam-packed with news, including 15 minutes of Starfield gameplay, the announcement of Overwatch 2 being free to play, and the reveal that Hollow Knight Silksong would be released within 12 months of the show. <laughs> They've still got a few months. Yeah, so Hopefully, the 2023 two, yeah, event in LA is just as exciting, and if not, there will be a dedicated Starfield show to look forward to um, after it's over. Then you've got June 12th, Ubisoft Ford's been announced. Ubisoft was actually going to be at E3, but it bailed just a few days before the convention was officially cancelled. Instead, Ubisoft will be hosting Ubisoft Ford Live in LA. At, uh, the company hasn't said what games will be at the show, but I have to imagine Assassin's Creed Mirage will be at least one of the future titles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So that's what you There's got your look game at. you're not mentioning. Hmm? Yeah, Maybe the- we'll see the off-delayed Skull and Bones. Yeah, your favourite game, eh? 
Yeah, which one's more Maybe. likely? Skull and Bones comes out, or E three lives again? Skull and Bones comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's happening. <laughs> it's so dead. <laughs> uh, look, at least so a games fest. They can cut the lights. Three green dots can appear oh on the God. screen. It's not and then be the they same without a crowd. <laughs> oh man, but he does have a crowd, doesn't he? So he does. He does have a crowd. So mm. believe. All Jeff's always go crowd. Um, yeah, I expect more stuff to be announced. There's a bunch of other developers and stuff, of course. Sony may or may not do something. Nintendo may or may not do something. Uh, you know, like you've got the the third party stuff, to, uh, 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 THQ's thing. You've got a bunch of Annapurna, like they did something last year. There's a bunch of other stuff that could get announced as well. Um, previous years, of course, we've had nearly about a month's worth of con- like shows happening spread out throughout the entire month of June into early July. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it's busy. It goes from a busy week, a busy three, four days to a busy like six weeks. It's fucking so to a degree. Well, I, I mean, it still three. is a busy three, four days. Like, I feel like well, this at is at least busy three, four, days, four yeah. five different showcases that go yeah. back to back. Like the PC showcase, the the yeah. one and of the future, whichever one was the future had, game like, show, awesome, wholesome direct, fucking, data devs, yeah, um, all that stuff, yeah. Your boy Devolver will rock up somewhere. Devolver, there. yeah. yeah. They're they tweeted, the mo- we, well, they they're tweeted the we won't be in the car park, but yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they have to find a new place to set up. Yeah. Some game fans too. Outside the YouTube studio. Yeah, I was about to say, does the YouTube theater have a car park? <laughs> 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 they're in. Uh, all right, let's... Don't make a car park outside. I think that's a little bit probably even beyond them. But let's talk about Australian law. It's so serious, right? Press Start writes, Australian government is coming after loot boxes with its latest classi- classification reform. The Australian government has made an announcement this morning putting forth some proposed changes to the national classification scheme that affects video games, in particular those offering simulated gambling and loot boxes. The proposal, which you can read about in the middle release, as well as the full review, concerns the rating of video games containing loot boxes and game of chance mechanics, linking them to research... Uh, these features to real-world gambling harm, pushing to get these games out of the hands of younger players by assigning them a minimum rating depending on the severity. Se- 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 oh, that's a word I struggle with. Severity. 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 Oh! Whoa! Under proposed reforms, games containing pay loot boxes would carry a minimum rating of M. Mature or not recommended for players under the age of 15. And any game that contains simulated gambling would immediately carry an R18 plus, not for sale, anyone under the age of 18 rating, which is a pretty bold move that would make a massive impact on the market if games suddenly like FIFA and NBA went from GPG ratings to an automatic M. The review explicitly points out, quote, casino-style games where the player cannot cash out winnings, as an example of latter, but it's unclear if this would extend to many regular games that include in-game casinos like Dragon Quest XI or Yakuza games, or in-world games of chance, or if the context would be taken into account before automatically slapping the R18 plus rating on it. Um, Kieran, what do you make of this? What do do you think of this world where, you know, Overwatch, FIFA, all these things that, that it doesn't matter if they're, you know, the violence is nothing? M. Loot boxes? M. I think that's expected like i don't the thing is i think so many i feel like australia is just too late on the draw here right like i feel like so many games have already pivoted away from loot boxes because of european law and american law changing to look at loot boxes like last year or the year before i think so many of these uh, developers are already moving away from it 
like you know overwatch doesn't have loot boxes anymore i guess booster packs but fifa doesn't isn't going to exist anymore so i'm sure in ea sports ball night um they'll just won't have a loot box system they'll just use something else including something like a, a battle pass i think the battle pass is the way to go for most developers now um yeah i i I feel like yes, cool. You're doing the right thing, but you're too late on the draw with this one. Um, and it's just kind of a law that they're going to go up to developers and be like, "Oi, you do 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 this," and they're going to be like, "We already are. We're, we're already done." Oh, oh, okay. No worries. Carry on then. I just don't think. Yeah, I feel like it's just a bit late on the draw. That's all. How about you, Ash? This is going to have absolutely no effect whatsoever, purely based on the fact that. Anybody, any parents out there, don't give a shit about the ratings. <laughs> it's as simple as that, you know? The, the classic stories of kids buying GTAs and yeah. or parents buying GTAs for their kids. What's the biggest um, game in the world at the moment? Fortnite. What's that rated? Um, M. How many kids do you hear in the chat every single match you have? All of them. All right. Is no. Fortnite rated M? Yes. Yeah. Good. What for? Mature audiences. <laughs> to be honest, I actually think anything that has like a multiplayer component and violence chat, on or online activity, even interactivity. Like, yeah, or any kind of just voice chat or anything like that should have M slapped on it. I just think that should be, even though it's not even going to do anything, I feel like that should be the case anyway. Yeah, that's fair. So really, I, it's a pointless law. Yeah, I feel like it's not point. It's not pointless, or it's just a really old like this. Like ideally, it should have just been pushed it's through. Like, ineffectual. Yeah, ineffective. It's going to be yeah. ineffectual. It's going to make no yeah. real tangible difference. There might be that one mother who's like, "I don't let my child play any M rated games. No yeah. FIFA for you. No EA Sports for you. You'll have to play. Yeah, no EAFC <laughs> for you. Play this version of FIFA nineteen. Yeah." That's I can G. see that's only rated PG. That's the thing. They're not going to. <laughs> they're not going to retroactively change fucking. Yeah. No. Um, no. Ratings. So yeah. Someone's job at EB Games is go around slap a M rating on every secondhand copy of FIFA they've got. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Imagine. All right, BAFTAs. Press start writes. Vampire Survivors has won best game at the BAFTA Awards. So they're continuing the BAFTA Awards game. BAFTA Game Awards the annual award ceremony from the British Academy of Film and Television Arts has come again for 2023 and handed out accolades to a collection of notable releases from 2022. This year's awards saw fairly similarly uh, fairly similar group of nominees to other recent events like the Dice Awards and the Game Awards, with many of the same heavy hitters like God of War Ragnarok, Elden Ring, and Horizon Forbidden West picking up numerous nominations, while the indies were led by games like Immortality, Tunic, and sweeping the biggest of the wins, Vampire Survivors. Yep, the surprise hit roguelike shoot-em-up from a developer Ponkel? Ponsel? I've never had to say that. Like, has taken out the best game trophy at this year's BAFTAs, which... A huge achievement for the game. God of War Ragnarok also received a major nod, taking out the fan-voted Game of the Year award, <laughs> which is sort of, it's such a like, slap in the face. Are you won Game of the Year? The fan vote one. The, the, fan, mm. the fan one. But. Uh, Ash, as someone who's played this game, yeah. what do you think about it, picking up the, the, big, the big Game of the Year award at the BAFTAs? Uh, fan voted. 
I mean, what if I told you Ponka was a UK studio? Yeah. Would that make more sense? I mean, I mean, I don't really have any arguments about it's winning, but yeah, that helps, I guess, explain that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that like gave it uh, probably an extra couple of points that maybe put it over the edge, uh, especially with the votes split so heavily between Elden Ring and God of War. I mean, it's cool that, you know, Vampire Survivors is a really good game, really fun, um, you know, from a very small team, um, been like a surprise hit of the year. Uh, but yeah, obviously very contradictory to every other awards that's been out so far this uh, award season for video games. How do you feel about it, Karen? As someone who I don't believe has played the game, no, I, I but think, is British. I think the Baftas and the Baftas, as someone who's British, yeah, as someone who's British, um, yeah. I think the Baftas always have a unique viewpoint on the rest of the gaming sphere. Like a lot of the times, they are outliers compared to the rest of gaming award shows. So I think it's really interesting to to not only see what games get awarded their game of the year but like what other things like i, I really respect um their their lifetime achievement not lifetime achievement but the the equivalent award they gave to shuhei this year for his contribution to the to fellowship or whatever yeah the fellowship, fellowship. Award, yeah. um i think that's really cool you know um we combine that with seeing shuhei holding a, a giant cock this week um, <laughs> was um, uh, it's a great conversation combination of the uh, great man, you know. Um, but no, I appreciate the BAFTAs for that. But it's a, it's a very unique perspective on the gaming culture. For context, <laughs> <laughs> it was a plush cock. Move on. <laughs> uh, for people, I still don't know if that's enough context for, for some people, but that's fine. We'll yeah, continue a little. Just look, uh, go on, go onto your web browsers, type in Shuhei Yoshida giant cock, and just see what nah. you get. Just go to my Twitter. I believe I retweeted a picture. <laughs> uh, you can find it there, probably without ruining your Google search history. That's fine. Uh, animation award went to God of War Ragnarok artistic achievement went to Tunic audio achievement went to God of War Ragnarok best game of course Vampire Survivors best British game went to the Roller Dome development team uh, debut game went to Tunic evolving game went to Final Fantasy 14 online family game went to Kirby and the Forgotten Land game beyond entertainment went to Endling Extinction is Forever game design went to Vampire Survivors Multiplayer went to Elden Ring. That's a funny, like that's a funny one. That's funny as actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Music went to God of War Ragnarok. Narrative went to Immortality. Original property went to Elden Ring. Performing a leading role went to Christopher Judge. Performing a supporting role went to Leia De, De Leon Hayes. Uh, that's Araboda. Araboda. Which I don't think she's won anywhere else. Anything. It's always been um, Old Mate. Well, they don't normally have a supporting role. Category. I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, technical achievement went to Horizon Forbidden West, and then the, yeah, the fan voted game went to Go to War Ragnarok. So, all in all, I think that's like a, a decent like a, like winners list of games and stuff. So, I mean, it's interesting. Roller Drome winning best British game over Vampire Survivors. So, it was really Roller Drome the best game? Mm, mm, no. Mm, no. No. Or he just had more cricket and fish and chips and you game, at football least for, as far as I can recall, has none of those things. But that's fine. It's got guns okay. and in the background. Blading. In yeah. the source code. Yeah, maybe. 
All right, last thing for the week, let's talk a little bit about the Legend of Zelda 10-minute direct, whatever well, they call it. Just before we go into this one, because this is this will be mm. super big, and I meant to ask you guys about this this week. Because mm. you both enjoyed the game, right? Do you Which guys one? know that Multiverses was in open beta? <laughs> to answer your question quickly, this was a topic of discussion for Platt earlier this week, and the answer is no, we did not. <laughs> it was a surprise to literally everyone except everyone. for Player First Studios. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to tweet, I knew. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody, the fact that it came out and they've just yoinked the game. And like, yeah, I, that's crazy to me. Yeah, they're like, we were in open beta. We told you. And to be fair. They did tell they us did it was. They did tell us. <laughs> 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 we just assumed. It was like early access or something. Like a yeah, it open, been, you know, yeah, like, the, uh, yeah, I, whatever. You know, like access. the usual, like, Fortnite open beta. That was yeah, yeah, like, Fortnite was in years. early access yeah. for years. And then they were like, the game, yeah. and then overnight, they're like, it's out I mean, now. Technically, <laughs> Fortnite did the same thing, you know? They get rid of the, the whatever the other no, that's the still original there. part was. Save the world's still there. You can play it. Save the world's still there. I yeah. thought they got rid of it. No, that's it's still just the second choice. You can just... Yeah. Nobody chooses to play it. That's no one chooses to play it. And the most annoying part is the all the trophies for Fortnite are associated to save the world. Save the world, yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> no wonder I don't play Sorry. it. <laughs> no fucking right. trophies for me to get. So carry, carry on to Zelda. I just need to ask. All right, so The Verge writes tears... Or tears, if you can. Whatever. Um, just, now, just read the name out, <laughs> Nintendo. Just tell us what the name is. Listen, people, say, I know you're listening. We're going to have a bunch of, like... We're going to have a execs. bunch of... No, we're going to have a bunch of uh, showcases in mm. June. Oh, just... They, they said it's tears. At Sorry. the end of your trailer, just say the name of the game. They say Verbally. it at the start. With it, audio, I don't care about it. It. I'm still going to call it Tears. Uh, <laughs> so, Tears of the Kingdom is only a scant oh 44 days away, they write. To celebrate the game's impending arrival, Nintendo dropped a 30 minute mini direct featuring gameplay and a sneak peek at Link's new abilities. Tears of the Kingdom, formerly known as the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, was originally slated for a 2022 release. It's coming out May 12th. E.G. Onama, Onama, the game's producer released a video in March 2022 stating that Nintendo decided to work on development a little bit longer in order to make this game something special. One of the biggest new features in the trailer, or shown off today, was Link's new fuse ability, where he can take everyday objects like a log or a rock and mash them together to craft weapons. It was fascinating to, fascinating to watch Onama create useful weapons on the fly, and his demonstration of creating a homing arrow by fusing a monster eyeball of an arrow was seriously impressive. Um, Ultra Hand is another of Link's abilities and assists him in creating large objects beyond the weapons. The car we saw in one of the Tears of the Kingdom's earlier trailers wasn't something Link found in the wilds of Hyrule, but something he made himself using Ultra Hand. He'll also be able to craft boats and flying, flying contraptions out of junk lying around. In Tears of the Kingdom, Hyrule seems to have undergone a vast transformation in which large landmasses now appear in the sky. Uh, to demonstrate how Link can reach one of the Sky Islands, Anama used another ability from Link's new kit, Recall. It allows you to rewind time for a certain object. In this case, 
Uh, Nami used recall a rock that fell from an island and basically used the rock like a fancy elevator. Once he was high enough, Nami busted out Link's trusty paraglider to reach the sky island of his choice. Ascend is the last ability. Anama lets us see. It's basically like the escape rope from Pokemon. Are you in a cave? Would you like to get out of it? Here to send to essentially teleport to the cave's roof. Uh, I thought all of this looked great. I don't know, like how the else to put it. Like it's just it's a showcase of just four key abilities within the the game in t- in a quick ten minute thing. But within this very quick time, I'm watching it going. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Like, you know, it's just a bunch of, and a lot of it's just so simple. Even the, like, escape, like, go, go to the top of the, the cave thing. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, like, <laughs> they're building a boat. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> they're the combining all the, there's a part where, like, Link has a, a pitchfork weapon already and just combines it onto another pole and suddenly he has, like, the largest fucking lance sticking out of the back of him that I've ever seen. And he's like, oh, you can attack enemies from far. I'm like, attack them from afar. You can attack them from beside the fucking map with that thing. But um, I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. Like, I, I yeah, it's just the 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 inventivity or whatever, the ingenuity of... Uh, uh, of uh, creativity? Or yeah, ingenuity yeah, well, that's the word, or... yeah. No, I'm combining other words. Yeah, you know, That's a bit. Um, they You are. Of, <laughs> of, uh, of Nintendo. Words. Yeah, I'm fusing words, like they're fusing rocks with sticks. Uh, is on full display, I feel like. It's just, you know, I don't... I never finished Breath of the Wild because, like, I just got so distracted and did other things and whatever else. And it's very... And the thing is, I'm really looking forward to playing this game and all of these things look really exciting. I'm still left with the same feeling of, will I have, would I finish this game? I don't really know. I don't really care. If I can run around for 10 hours and just fuse a bunch of shit and have a great time and be like, oh, I can't be fucked finishing it now. If I did that, like, I'll still be like, I got my fill. Like, that's sort of thing. But, um, Kieran, how do you how do you feel about this 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever we got here? Well, the, the core, it's really interesting because when you look at the core of Breath of the Wild, the core of the Breath of the Wild, the original game, rotates around its four very simple um abilities which is um being able to free stuff levitate stuff um being able to free stuff in time and stop time mm. and why can i not remember oh, a magnetize with a magnet mm. i think there's yeah, one yeah, i'm yeah. fucking up but that's you can link stuff but the thing was, the yeah. the most interesting thing about it was though that even though those abilities were so like kind of so simple they had such nuance and such interesting ways to use it anybody people use them online in crazy ways that you'd never think about yeah like you you see them in freaking speed runs where people get a a pot and they'll freeze time they'll smash it a bunch of times they'll then stand on the pot and then use it to launch through the air yeah and you know even for the basic kind of person where it's like okay I remember the first time I got to like a fast running river and my stamina wasn't very high. So I couldn't swim across it. So the way I got across it was I just made little ice platforms for myself and like manually jumped across the ice platforms and used it that way. And I think the Breath of the Wild was so full of those that seeing these four abilities is exciting for me to see how that's going to be used in Breath of the Wild by your standard player your freak speed runners and people who just think creatively about the game. I think there's just going to be endless combinations and possibilities that come out of this game. This fucking trailer gameplay still didn't answer my one most important 
question which I'm scared about and I think is still going to be in the game because it's in the game. Weapon integration like... is in the game. Oh, I did right at the start. It. Did you not pay attention? The stick breaks. Oh, I didn't. Oh. Yeah, oh. we all yeah. love no. weapon technology. How do you miss that? At the start, he picks up a stick and he hits a weapon. I, a couple I times, skipped through times. it. I was like skipping okay. through to, to, to different parts of yeah, it. Yeah, so he fights a he, he fights an enemy at the start, and it, the the stick breaks, and they're like, he goes, "Oh no, my stick breaks! I better pick up another one." And then they point out how his stick, like uh, his second one after uh, finishing the fight, is degrading, and it pops up on screen and says your oh, weapon's only broken. Man. And he's like, "Yeah, but well, if I, I fuse think- this stick with a rock, it'll last longer, and it'll be." stronger i think that's what it's really funny it's it's what um nintendo does so well is that building sequels on the bones of your past game like if you look at the the ui for this game it is exactly the same as breath as the original breath of the wild the it is to a t if you look at this game despite you know um link rocking great hair um it's it's very close to the same looking game. Like it, it probably runs. Hopefully, it runs well. And um, <laughs> I, I, I assume it'll run well. It ain't going to run like it, it's, it's going to look exactly the same and run exactly the same. But yeah, and that's it, not it, a bad thing. The first one run fine. <laughs> so it's, yeah. And that's the thing is that Zelda, as well as Nintendo franchises in general, always done that. Um, you know, Majora's Mask is built on the exact same infrastructure and framework as. Uh, ocarina of time you've got your pokemon yeah. games for a long period of time were just built on the same framework and then tweaked and just improved a little bit every time um i think nintendo does that very well they're not like these and it's probably it's interesting to see how much comes into this game on that framework for this time um i'm excited for it i'm looking forward to it part of me is tempted to quickly go pre-order i need to look i didn't even looked if there's any more of the oled zelda consoles um, there's no way. There's no. There's probably way. no way. No. But there's I was very no tempted way. to chuck a pre-order. No, the only way you can get it is through scalpers, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'll be shocked if that that is still pre-orderable days after it went up. That's just on Facebook Marketplace now for a thousand. I mean, it says you can do a deposit, so pre-order now. Really? Five hundred and fifty bucks. All right, maybe you're in then. Maybe, but then also it could be one of those things where they're like, "Hey, bro, yeah, look, we got your pre-order, but sorry, we're not going to have it for launch day." No, it would say wave one or wave two or whatever. Just strictly one per customer. Yeah, maybe it's just not in as high demand as a. I don't know. What is the last thing that fucking sold out really fast? They I don't put, know. Do any of these consoles actually sell out fast? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's the thing. I feel like this is late enough in the console life cycle that it's like only people who want an upgrade or yeah, that's the question. Really how how many people are thinking? Zelda. Oh my god! What if also, they're going to release the P- well, yeah, I, I, Switch? I, that's Super Switch. Yeah, but I assume Drew brought one for his like collection of seventeen probably. million fucking. Drew is, I Drew is House of like, yet, so. Drew yeah. is in a minority of people that are. Uh, too too dedicated to the Nintendo cause, which I respect, but at the same time. Well, that's why he owns the house of Mario. Damn. Man has a mortgage. I can't I can't can't compete with that. House of Mario. I think mortgage. He's got a bunch of coins in there, so I think it's <laughs> <laughs> He's just got a bunch of coins. Shit. 
What do you think? What do you think about this, Ash? You haven't played the first one, have you? No. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Looks the same, which I think uh, seemed to upset some people who thought they need to change everything. This needs to be a massive step forward. But all this fusing shit, that looks cool. It looks like very int- introducing a bunch of creative ways to explore and tra- traverse and play the game. I think that's a massive leap forward, you know, uh, considering Breath of the Wild itself was such a big uh, jump from pr- Zelda previous. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, clearly going to be a really big game this year. Yeah, so far it's crazy. It's um, what, only like forty-four a days. Yeah, they say forty-four like less now. So, like forty days away probably by the time this is out. Thirty-nine days away by the time this is out. Um, crazy, crazy. And we've only seen fuck all. So, see if I mean, there had been some sort of live, like in-person event, mm-hmm. like heaps of people could have had like hands-on with this, and then we could have gotten people all would the have impressions. played the exact same twenty minutes. You know, is and it crazy? Each of those person would have their own interpretation of how those twenty minutes are going. They would have had their own twenty different ways of playing it. Oh is it then? Is it crazy to think about the fact that years ago in twenty seventeen they had the Nintendo Switch at RTX prior to its yes. release? Yes, mm-hmm. that is crazy to think. Yeah, we played. We played um, what the fuck's that switch? game? One yeah, two three one, tw- one two switch. switch. Yeah. Classic game. They definitely made a sequel. My thing that, that I always remember about that is how Nick that like playing it there is the reason he ended up getting one, and then he never played it. But <laughs> playing it at that show made him buy one. So just saying, it works. Yeah, that's the thing. You this is it's also risky for the you know what? It's a it's a risky. It's a risky of thing going to events, right? Especially in Australia, where they're largely sponsored by like an EB Games and the EBA store. The EB Games Expo, I can't remember what year it was. I had not I had sold my Xbox day one, Xbox One a couple a year or so no, I beforehand. Know this, I know this fucking stupid story. When yep. <laughs> when went to a, a conference talk by Phil Spencer, walked out of it, put a pre-order down for the Gears of War Xbox One S. Yep. Dangerous. But we all know what you're like. No, you. No. Someone talks about something with enough yeah. passion. Kieran's going to throw his money down. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> <laughs> you got me. It's true though. <laughs> <laughs> if enough people are like this is good, you're like, I fucking Must want. Be. I like good things. <laughs> <laughs> I like things that are celebrated as well. Good. <laughs> what? What? But it's free to. Even if it's like, look, is there a game pass like, like a battle pass I could buy? Yeah, like microtransaction. The, the, there's some, the, there's skin? some hundred dollars. I've skins? played the game for ten <laughs> minutes. I'm dedicated to the battle pass already. This is my personality now. <laughs> look, I have finished three battle passes, like no, four battle passes now in the last like six months. You know, pat me on the back. Doing I don't great. know if finishing battle passes is the same as like you know how people do those threads of like games that finish this year. Maybe you should do that for battle passes. <laughs> just be Overwatch friend. season, Overwatch season two, yeah. Overwatch season yeah. three, Destiny uh, ca- um, freaking season of defiance. <sighs> Living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream indeed. All right. Um. Yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode <laughs> of RK Couch. Let's know comments, questions, concerns, your answer to the question of the show, or either by tweeting at us, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, or join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. If you like the show and you want to support it, 
and or the website, explosionnetwork.com, you can do that by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash support. And we'll see you here, same time, same couch, next week. Goodbye. Hashtag save E3.